You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Beginning of the year, they struggled a little bit to find some chemistry, but they're very close friends. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. I'll answer the question. You want the, the scoop? scoop? I think I'm entitled. You want the, the scoop. scoop? I want the scoop. You can't handle the scoop. Yeah, I love it. All right, Doogie's in here from Five Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast, which you can find every week. You can find new content, new great interviews, uh, anywhere you would download podcasts. But you can find it at 1500 ESPN, the new mobile app, KSDP.com. So I'm just going to set this up because you, you were listening to us in the 9 o'clock hour. Some people might be new here uh, who haven't listened. But there's the Wolves are in the middle of a playoff run right now. Now, probably ends in a few hours tonight, but they're in the middle of a playoff run right now. You got Glenn Taylor on with our friend Chad Harbin. You, you produced for Chad for ten plus years. Yeah, uh, still one of my Chad. dear friends to this day. Yep, I love like we're we're fans of Chad, and he sat down with Glenn Taylor on the radio, and Glenn opened up about like Glenn basically refused to call the season a success, wants to refrain from discussing Tom Thibodeau's future until after the year is over, and then which I agree with him on this part that Jimmy Butler needs to recruit veteran players to play for less money in the off season. I mean that's what recruiting is a is a thing right now in the NBA. Jimmy Butler. In the Chicago Sun Times, openly questioning teammates' desire to win, and 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 basically saying that there's certain players who don't get it, like me and Tom Thibodeau get it. And then Butler's agent took issue with just about everything Glenn Taylor said and made it clear that Jimmy Butler isn't guaranteed to stick around after this year. A lot to unpack, and I'm sure you have even more information. So, Absolutely. what do you make of all this? Well, good morning, gentlemen. Happy Hump Day. Yeah, it was a fun conversation on my drive in this morning. I thought you guys handled it brilliantly. It well, was. You. It was very, very good. I really don't take much exception to what you guys said. One thing is you mentioned the word disconnect. Is there the potential of a disconnect between Bernie Lee? And Jimmy Butler when no. deciphering the yeah. comments in the Pioneer Press with Jace Frederick. No. Trust me. <laughs> Jimmy and Bernie are attached at the hip. Now, I reached out to Bernie Lee this morning. I offered him a chance to come on, whether right now, at 11 a.m., at noon. Heck, we could have taped it. Tape it for tomorrow. You know, hey, we're here. Whenever you're free, we'll give you the dance floor. He politely declined. He got back to me. Sure. But he politely declined. So just so you know, we did reach out. To Bernie Lee. I have reached out to Glenn a few times in the last handful of weeks. I didn't call him. I emailed him. So maybe that was my mistake. He's been on the podcast any number of times. He's been on this radio station with me any number of times. I think I'll make another effort for Glenn after the season. I'll say this much. Being at games three and four, I found it interesting, fascinating, however you want to describe it. The amount of people that sought me out within the organization to just spew whatever. It's just to suggest, put it this way, to suggest it's a cohesive bunch, that organization, to think that they're holding hands singing Kumbaya is laughable. Bad leadership. There is a lot of disconnect. Now, where do you want to begin on that? Should Tom Thibodeau know the names of people on the business side, on the marketing side? There may be some people listening saying, no, why? Win games. He won games. Who cares? But... There are people upset that he alienates himself. 
There's a big wall up. He's got his guard up constantly. He always appears to be grumpy. Now, I'm telling you, on the surface, you go from 31 wins to 47. Now, maybe they should have won more last year. But even if they had won 37, I mean, you get to 47. Butler and Taj Gibson to the yeah, damn roster. You get so. to 47 wins. You sell out the building 16 times. The TV ratings go up 78%. And again, that's from rock bottom a year ago. But still, the TV ratings go up 78%. There should be a ton to celebrate, right? Just on the surface. Yes, but You it, look yeah, at those sure. things. Yeah. But I'm telling you, there is so much angst. And I'm telling you, disconnect behind the scenes. I'll also offer this much up. If they had lost to Denver in the regular season finale, I don't know if it would have been Tibbs's head that would have rolled, but there was going to be something that was going to happen. I'm just telling you, I have that from multiple angles. It never got to like that a front point. office person, Doogie? Maybe. Or I mean, what are we talking about? You know, about? maybe you bring in somebody to be the president of operations. You strip that title away from Tibbs. All right. That's Alan, more. Al- Alan Horton gets the That's act. more yeah. conjecture or opinion <laughs> from my standpoint. I don't have okay, it so to what, that standpoint. So, I'm just telling you, my sense, my strong sense is if they had lost to Denver, yep. something was going to happen. So ba- based on uh, Glenn's comments uh, in recent days, then, if the Wolves, which they probably will, lose to the Rockets tonight, mm-hmm. is Tibbs potentially in trouble here? I don't think he is. Okay, because I find it very intriguing that the owner, with multiple years left on a contract, basically says the evaluation is coming and I'm not there yet. To publicly come out and say that is very odd unless it's an expiring contract a la Chuck Fletcher. I think Glenn has a lot of questions for Tibbs on court, off court. I'm actually led to believe that Glenn has asked Tibbs a number of these questions a couple different times in one-on-one settings the last couple months, just trying to figure out after how long has Tibbs been here now? Two years? Mm -hmm. Glenn is still trying to figure out why Tibbs is the way he is. Now, my comeback to that is Tibbs is what now, 60 years old? Yeah, He's been the same guy. He's the same guy. So that's not necessarily Tibbs' fault. Did Glenn talk to people in the Chicago organization when he made the decision to hire Tibbs? Don't forget, it was Corn Ferry, the search firm, who led the charge on Glenn needing to hire somebody to do both roles. I don't know if Glenn went into the process thinking, I'm going to hire one person to be the president of operations and my head coach. It was Corn Ferry, the search firm. Enough with search firms. Just stop it. Not just the Wolves. Everybody. And Thank you, you, Mark Coyle. I love you, Mark Coyle. You don't use search firms. Thank you. Right. Enough Be confident. search firms. Yes. But it was the search firm, Corn Ferry, that led that charge. But Tibbs is who he is. He won this way in Chicago. Tibbs, all of a sudden, isn't going to change who he is. But I think Glenn is still trying to figure out, two years in, why does Tibbs act the way he acts, then on the court, I can promise you, you know, Glenn loves Ricky Rubio. Glenn had to be convinced for them to move Ricky. Look at how happy Ricky is. Look at how well he is playing. Look at how good Utah is. The way Utah plays with Ricky Rubio. I guarantee Glenn is asking why. Why did we trade Ricky Rubio? You look at Shabazz Muhammad last night. Yeah. Helping Milwaukee. I heard this on a podcast this week. I think it was on uh, the Ringer NBA show. Mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio looks like a happy samurai fighter. <laughs> like the high man, bud. It's He's true, been incredible. Though. He's been He's incredible. Been incredible. Yeah. You know, and then you give Jeff Teague $5 million more. Like, you couldn't have used that $5 million. Now, to me, the way Tibbs wants to play, I said it at the time. I still feel this way. Jeff Teague 
is a better fit. But if yeah. you're the owner, you're wondering why you couldn't but, make Ricky Rubio work here. But Doogie, Shabazz Muhammad, he had to be convinced on Derek Rose. Now, Rose has played well, but there are on-the-court questions Glenn has for Tibbs. But, but Doogie, I'm telling you, the behind-the-scenes stuff, this is, this the disconnect, Glenn is wondering about that, too. Is the inherent problem. This is why I have no confidence. You shouldn't have confidence. If you're Based on everything I've been told, am, you shouldn't have confidence. If I hire you for uh, the most key position possible in my organization, and two years in, I want to sit down and say, Doogie, why are you do- doing these things? It's my fault. That's my fault, not yours. That's fair. And so I'm okay so, with that. So, but all yeah, of this. Yeah, Glenn's not off the hook here. Right, right. But all of this, Butler and Tibbs v. Glenn, Butler v. Young players, all of this goes back to is there somebody who can come downstairs or is there an adult here who can say, let's solve it? Because players being un- unhappy about things is nothing new, been going on forever. And the scary or the sad thing here is the answer is no. The answer is no. Glenn Glenn can't solve it. Glenn is wondering why Tibbs is th- the way Tibbs is two years in. My God, this is. Let me say this. Uh, this is first of all. I am mainlining this right now. This is amazing. This is like. This oh, is this pop, is pop. to me. I don't know. I can't speak for the listeners, but to me, this is one million times more fascinating than the playoff series. The end is 100% is coming. I mean, I think it comes tonight. Well, you know what? Actually, the point spread is what twelve. I actually might take the Wolves plus all those points. Maybe they lose by eight or nine. I mean, Jimmy Butler is going to come out firing for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, the end is inevitable. So who cares what takes place on the court? I'm telling you, I am way more intrigued by the off the court yes. drama. But like this is, this is everything that happened in Chicago on repeat with just different pieces. I mean, it's like it's front office versus in this case, Tom Thibodeau just has more power. But it's friction. It's it's a it's a a grind it style of leadership that doesn't last long. And, and I would even go so far as to say that it's a style of leadership that wrecks an organization after enough time. Like it's been two years, maybe it takes three or four years to completely wreck it. But this is a, there's zero chance in my mind, Tom Thibodeau makes it to the end of his contract. So can you, I mean, do you want to go all in even further? Do you trade Andrew Wiggins for Kawhi Leonard and just grind it one year and see if you can get to the NBA Finals with Butler, Cat, and Kawhi Leonard? Well, why then, are the Spurs making that deal, first off? Well, Kawhi has one more year left in his deal. He and does, if he doesn't but want to if play the there, Spurs put Leonard on the table, they can do a lot better than Andrew Wiggins. You're probably right. I mean, you'd have to give up other pieces. You'd have to trade Gorgie yes. for some pieces and, and float him And you over. talk about, I'm just playing devil's advocate, you talk about wrecking an organization. Those who are close to Tibbs will tell you this organization was already wrecked. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Look at sure. the last 14 years. <laughs> of course. Yes. So you can't keep doing things the way you were doing them. It didn't work. So while Tibbs might be really hard to get along with, he puts that wall up. Let him do his thing. He just won 47 games. He knows what he's doing to win games. That would be the comeback. And I, and I would come back to that and I would I'm not trying to say that what Tom Thibodeau brings is entirely worthless. Like his presence brought Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson and the team is amazing. But now that you have the roster the way that it is and the ability to make some tweaks, maybe you can maybe you can move that Gorgie contract for some better three-point shooting Ooh, whatever it is. Best whatever luck. it is. All right, I'm just saying like And I've told you, I know you, teams who like Gorgie but nobody likes the contract. I'm saying if you brought in Brad Stevens, Quinn Snyder, any number of coaches that I personally perceive to be better, you wouldn't grind to 47 wins even with Jimmy Butler out. Like the Celtics, look at the Celtics without two of the best players in the NBA. You can't tell me that Tom Thibodeau is one of the best coaches in the league when they have a bottom five defense the last two years. And even though they're a top five offensive efficiency team, 
the way that the, the process to get there is so broken and flawed and ugly and his reliance on players he's familiar with instead of being able to take other players that he isn't previously familiar with and making them better or bringing them in and empowering them in some way. Like, there's so many red flags. And the hard part is, despite those red flags, they went to the playoffs for the first time in 14 years and won 47 games, and it's very nuanced and conflicting. Correct. Now, I had David Thorpe, former ESPN NBA analyst, he used to train Joe Kim Noah, yeah. Kevin Martin, Corey Brewer. He's been around the NBA game for a really long time. I recorded a conversation with him for the Scoop podcast last night, so it's available right now. And he agrees with you. He thinks you could have brought in any coach. Now, credit to Tibbs, the president of operations, I guess, for executing the Butler trade. But with the roster, the way it was set up, that you could have brought in just about anyone, and they were winning that many games. So what? what is the... Uh, Butler Towns d- dynamic right now too. I'm curious about that one because clear the Bernie Lee quotes definitely refer to Andrew and Carl without coming out and saying their names. And the Wiggins thing do- d- does not surprise me one bit, Doogie. But what is the dynamic between where Butler clearly thinks that he's paving a way or showing Towns how to do things, and he's not seeing the return that he expects? Well. On the Butler side, yes. I think Butler is still trying to figure out, do I want to be here long-term? Can I win with this being the core, with Towns? He's thinking the same thing Tibbs is. With Wiggins. And that, to me, might be the most interesting part of this is Jimmy can be a free agent next summer, July 2019. All right? If I'm with you, Phil, I don't see Tibbs making it to the end of the five years. So when do you make the move? Let's say they miss the playoffs next year. Which could happen. I think the Lakers will make a jump up. You know, maybe Oklahoma City jumps down, but the West will still be a grind Yeah. next year. All right? Let's say they miss the playoffs. Well, then you cut the cord, right? You'd absolutely have to cut the cord on Tibbs, but then you're pretty much guaranteed to lose Jimmy. Like, Jimmy and Tibbs, much like Jimmy and his agent Bernie Lee, Bernie Lee's in that circle, too. I mean, it needs to be mentioned. I mean, Bernie thinks Tibbs is God, okay? He just does. But if winning is Jimmy Butler's number one priority, he's not going to win a championship, in my mind, with Tom Thibodeau as his coach. Well, and he might come to that realization, but I'm just telling you, it's a guarantee that Jimmy leaves if Tibbs gets fired. So that's where you need to start thinking, okay, if there's a chance that Tibbs is out after next year, would you entertain the idea of trading Jimmy Butler this summer? Now on Towns, so much here. Towns oh, is, is, I love this. Towns is, let me answer your question, though, Jeff, because I, I tap danced around your question. Let me answer your take, question. Take a break and come back. Well, and I, I bet there's a bunch of calls too, but but let me answer your question real quick, Jed. Towns' agent is Leon Rose, Creative Arts Agency. Okay. Tibbs is represented by Creative Arts Agency, so there yeah. there is somebody there to bridge that relationship. There is common ground, <laughs> so it's not as bad maybe as you think. But yeah, I do think. There probably is some eye-rolling, Towns, Wiggins, wondering about the way Jimmy Butler approaches things. All right, we we have to pause here. And uh, I know our guy Miguel's been on hold for like seven hours right now, so we got to get to Miguel. Andrew, 651-646-8255. Doogie's hanging out at the scoop session. Mackie and Judd are back. I've been waiting for this for a long time. On 1500 ESPN. Reckless speculation. All right, we got we got Doogie in here. This is all great stuff here. This is uh, it's speculation about and thanks to Glenn Taylor, Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler's agent for going on the record on various platforms the last couple of days, kind of 
hinting at strife within the organization and discontent and let's just say not everyone on the same page pulling the rope in the same direction. Doogie, we can let's hang for like five or six minutes here and then we'll let you we'll kick you out of here and uh, you can go on with your day. But let's take some calls because we've had people mm-hmm. on hold here. By uh, the way, thank you for those guys for going on the record. Because I'm just telling you. For sure. Off the record or on background, however you want to term it, there have been these whispers for a while. But now that you have it on the record, I think fans now can digest it a little bit more comfortably saying, okay, these guys are on the record. We now realize yep. there's enough discontent. And basically, if you're just joining, Glenn Taylor's not sold on Tom Thibodeau yet. Pretty obvious. And he's only on the record giving you maybe 10 or 20% of what he actually thinks because mm-hmm. you're not going to cut open the full vein. Uh, Jimmy Butler, not sold on Wiggins and Towns. And Bertie Lee, mostly just like not sold on anything Minnesota because his client has one year left on his contract. All right, Miguel's been on hold since uh, Monday. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I'm waiting for my chance for uh, Radio Idol, baby. That's all. I'm just going to wait. I think you might, be the, you might be the, uh, the odds-on favorite <laughs> You'd be here good, at the Miguel. State Fair, man. Real good. Hey, I appreciate it. I'll just I'll be quick because uh, you guys touched on a lot of things I was going to say. But how about this, you guys? How about the play of Chris Dunn this year? Chris Dunn's top five in NBA in steals. Looks really relaxed. Looks like an NBA player. Uh when you look at some of the guys, especially the rookies and the younger guys with Tibbs, they never look comfortable. The constant barraging on the sidelines. It, it kind of, you know, how can a guy get comfortable and, and flourish? And the other thing I, I'd say is this, and I'll just say, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a Tibbs fan anyway, so I'll say this. Get rid of Tibbs, you're gonna have to, and you're going to have to trade Butler, right? For Kawhi? That's fine. For you could get a lot for Jimmy if you put Chad, him on the table. Someone to Chad just tweeted in, how about Butler for Kawhi Leonard? All day long I would, right? And then I'd, mm. be, I'd be trying to find a way to get rid of Wiggins as well and try to find me uh, some snipers. But besides all that, the, you, you just get you get rid of Tibbs, you bring in David Fisdale. You get rid of Butler, you get what you can in here. Because I honestly believe, I honestly believe our two young stars, if you will, uh, Towns and Wiggins. When they came here, Wiggins came with Levine, and then they came with Towns. They were together. Those guys were tight. It became a real business to them early in their career. On top of that, neither one of the guys that we have now, Wiggins or Towns, has had any basketball consistency from a head coaching standpoint since high school mm-hmm. until this year. Mm-hmm. So it's been so much going on. And Glenn Taylor. He has to take control of this thing. I, Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich, I think we can honestly say they're the greatest coaches in the last 30 years, hands down. They did not do GM and coaching because it's just too hard. And I don't see where, why. I, I know that we probably were desperate. We had these stars. We wanted someone to come in, and we needed a name and, and, and all that, right? So we go get Tibbs, and that's fine. Look where we're at, like Mackie said. But now it's kind of like the, the Warriors did with Mark Jackson. Hey, thanks, but you know what? We got to make this move. We got to take the next step. Yeah, it is. Tibbs, you got us somewhere, but it's okay to move on. This is business, so they can't forget about that. Yeah, Miguel, thank make you, man. Business move. Great stuff, yeah. Well, Great but it's stuff. also thanks, a $24 Miguel. million dollar move, plus Scott Layden makes – Two to three million dollars a year. So if you're eating the Tibbs contract, you're also eating the Scott Lading contract. So while Glenn Taylor might have some desire to make a move, 
I just don't know any sane owner who eats close to thirty million dollars. Is now, Len Taylor a sane owner? Or can we well, confirm? Can we <laughs> confirm that after now, twenty plus years? On Miguel's <laughs> point about Popovich, he's got a ton of say in San Antonio. Now, R.C. Buford's been his right hand man for forever, but Pop has Pop has personnel say. Sure, but yes, I mean Pop is but one Pop's of the best coaches Pop. of the last he's three decades. Yeah. Well, and you know he brought up Fizdale's name. I would personally go with Monty Williams, but. Yeah, I could I could live with also, those guys know how to connect people and and connect their relationship builders. And I think yes, you have to be an X's and O's guy now in the NBA. You have to be right. Look at Quinn Snyder. Look at Brad Stevens. X's and O's matter a lot. But I think more than anything in this current day of the NBA, you have to be able to connect with the players. Absolutely. Wouldn't firing uh, uh, Tibbs though basically uh, just mean Glenn could sell one uh, percent of the team and have the cash to fire him? I've been told it really wouldn't be that tough. Like, if he wanted the cash influx, it'd be easy to get it. Well, I mean, think about all the money that's coming in, right? I mean... I'm just saying that that if he is miserable, if Glenn thinks that Tibbs is just a buffoon, that there would be ways to make this work to fire him. Well, sure, and heck, Glenn in a couple of years might look at selling the team. The Rockets just sold for $1.1 billion. Heck, if I was advising Glenn, sell the team. Like, you're not going to make any more money than you'd make right now. Renovated Target Center, uh, everything going on in China. You think about the Wolves' presence in China right now? I would sell to to my limited partner that's from China. I'm sure he'd be interested in buying. I would sell the Wolves right now for about a billion dollars if I was going. Let's take one more call here quick. Andrew, you're on the show. Hey, guys. Uh, one name that I uh, really would like us to look into this offseason, especially if the collapse happens in Toronto. I think uh, DeMar DeRozan would be a perfect fit. And I think Wiggins' value um, with any team besides the Timberwolves is the highest out in Toronto where he's mm-hmm. from. I think DeRozan would be a good fit. I mean, they got a lot of players, that young players. I don't think they're going to be able to keep, you know, when their contracts run up. Lowry's falling off a cliff. If they collapse out there, I think with Wiggins and another piece, we could maybe get DeRozan in here and try to salvage this team with, you know, you know Butler and DeRozan and Tibbs. You know, it just might work out better than what Wiggins is doing, and you know, it would make Butler more happy. And he can, I mean, I, I, nobody talks about DeRozan. I think there's a possibility there. What do you guys think? I mean, the only thing, yeah, it's a. I mean, DeRozan has become a wonderful player, and the reason why like DeRozan's name comes up is because of hopeful Andrew Wiggins fans saying, "Well, look, it took DeRozan until his." Sixth year in the league to figure it out. So, you know, Wiggins is going to do the same thing in year six. It was actually year four. But, but yeah, I mean, DeRozan is oftentimes the, you know, the the example people use saying, okay, Wiggins still has a ceiling. Look at DeRozan. It took him a while. Now, I appreciate Andrew's call. First of all, I don't think Toronto ends up losing this series to Washington. Maybe they do, but I think they end up moving on. And I like the matchup with either the Cavs. Or the Pacers. So I actually think Toronto makes it minimum to the Eastern Conference Finals, but who knows? Maybe maybe they end up losing to the Wizards. I still don't think, and he's right, Wiggins' value in Toronto is incredibly high. He's from there. The Raptors would love one day to have Andrew Wiggins. I don't see any scenario where the Raptors are giving up DeMar DeRozan for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. That was juicy. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I just, you know, we looked at last summer with all the cap space, all the possibilities, saying, okay, Last summer was going to be fascinating, and it was. In different ways, this is going to be a very fascinating offseason, even though outside of the mid-level exception, like they can offer, you know, a Danny Green, a J.J. Redick, four years, $36 million if Danny Green opts out of his 
contract with the Spurs. I don't know if any of those guys would come here, but they need a shooter. But that's really all they can do. They can offer a free agent four years, $36 million. They have the 20th pick in the draft, which I do think has decent value. This is a deep draft. But they are handcuffed in so many different ways. If you're moving Gorgie, I'm sure they'll try, but then you're taking back a dumb contract. And I'm telling you, there are people in the league who like Gorgie. Nobody likes the contract. I read those tea leaves wrong. At the time, I told you guys, yeah. I thought it was a good deal. Yeah. Just the way the cap didn't go up like I thought it would, that is now a bad contract. But I'm just telling you, I mean, it is going to be a fascinating offseason because, again, if, if you're thinking Tibbs doesn't make it to year five, and maybe he's gone after next year, well, then do you shop Jimmy? Because if Tibbs is gone, Jimmy's gone, and Jimmy would have the most value this summer. It wouldn't be at the trade deadline. You can get something at the trade deadline, but it wouldn't be at the trade deadline. It wouldn't be next summer, potentially in a sign-and-trade, although there really wouldn't be value for Jimmy to do a sign-and-trade. So if you think that the end is near for Tibbs, I think you have to think about trading Jimmy Butler, and you would have to do that, in my mind, this summer. Speculation. That's Doogie, and that's an extended scoop session. You can find his scoop podcast uh, every week anywhere you would download podcasts, and you can find his face and his uh, and his stuff on KSTP.com and Five Eyewitness News, too. All right, bye, Doogie. Good stuff, man. All right, boys, and yeah, I taped one last night. David Thorpe, NBA analyst, and then because he's so good, his phone was breaking up, but we went for like 35 minutes. Sweet. I then just went with a bunch of NFL draft steam. So cool. that podcast is a conversation with Thorpe. Some on the Wolves, some teams that tried to sign Derrick Rose, and the Wolves won that mini recruiting war. And then I got into a bunch of NFL drafts teams. So that is episode 142 available right now on iTunes. Love it. Dave, what do you got in stuff when we come back here? I don't have 142 episodes or items, but I do got some good stuff from the baseball diamond, a meaty press conference, and a little bit of Shakespeare. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. The thing that you can't overlook is how good they are. Mackey and Judd. They've been at the forefront. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by KFC. This summer, get a Crispy Tenders $20 fill-up meal. Includes 12 extra crispy chicken tenders, plus all the fixings for a limited time only. This offer is not everywhere and not forever. Tax and substitutions extra. Mackie and Judd Show, give me a go-no-go for stuff you should know about. Hosts, go. Producer, go. Technical, go. Music, go. Volume, go. The actual stuff, we are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. All right, Harrigan, go. Go. Go, Harrigan, go. Talk about stuff. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can do that. Yeah, stuff is ready to go. Thing for stuff. Uh, San Antonio Spurs bounced out of the playoffs last night. Golden State Warriors ousted them out of round one. Say you had LaMarcus Aldridge going up to the podium after the game and you're a member of the esteemed media. You could ask him any question you want. I'm sure there's a lot of things on your mind you'd like to know about this year and moving forward. What would you ask LaMarcus? Boy, I mean... That's funny. Your answer is really similar to what he was asked. All right, then. Cool. Questions for the Marcus? No, I ain't got it. Perfect. Right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have nothing for the Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> they brought him up to the podium and no one even wanted to talk to him. That's right. This, is there any like more nondescript star player in the NBA? Well, Kawhi Leonard, I guess, but yeah, like, pretty much all of the Spurs players are nondescript. <laughs> He's so happy too. Oh, cool. No one wants to ask me a question. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. Bye. That's fine. 
The 2-0. Granderson with a deep drive out to right field. Fetch just turns around and watches this baby go! Curtis Granderson just wins the game! He walked it off in the 10th inning last night in Toronto for the Blue Jays after in the 9th inning cutting a run down. That could have, would have been the go-ahead run for the Boston Red Sox who don't look now, boys. Our Twins aren't the only team slumping. Boston's lost three in a row. Wow. See, it happens to the best teams Man, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yes, they're done. Are we going to have to bring back the Twins' wheel of dysfunction if they lose again these next two days? I think if we, if if they lose I saw and give a up tweet eight runs that, again. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, someone tweeted le- last night. To bring back the At wheel five of dysfunction? In a row, is the wheel of dysfunction coming back? If it gets to six in a it's row, why not? It's pretty close. Dust it off. Wheel of dysfunction! The intro is always ready. We just need to pull the wheel. If they lose again tonight, I I say it comes back tomorrow. Start the show with. How about that? I think that's not a bad idea. Elsewhere on the baseball diamond yesterday, uh, this happened in Texas between the Rangers and A's. Now Beltre taking off to second base as the throw gets away from the pitcher. And now he'll head to third. Wow. I mean, nobody paying attention. And Beltre just keeps running. They're going to send him back, though, I think. Well, the problem here is on a foul ball when the umpire puts the ball back into play. Said dead balls. He's going to explain to Jeff Bannister. So here's the situation. Adrian Beltre's on first base. Batter fouls one off. Umpire hands the ball to catcher Jonathan Lucroy, who overshot the pitcher. It rolls into center field. Beltre scoots first to third, but he has to go back. When is the ball live? Well... So is it is it dead because the ump, like the ump probably called time to give a new ball to Lucroy? Is that what happened? Correct. He gave okay. a ball to Lucroy after the foul. But once the ball is in Lucroy's hand, shouldn't it be live? That's kind of what I assume. Once you put give the ball to a player, and you know the the batter, the base runners have touched up on their respective bases, everything. But, but this feels was like coming be good. off a foul ball, right? So the ball goes foul. He gives him a new ball. I think he's got it. Did the umpire not declare that time was back in? Because if he didn't, I don't think the ball's live until he does. But do you ever see that? I mean, do you I'll ever look for it now? I if, mean, I've, if the catcher throws the ball, I mean, I, I get if the umpire throws the ball back and he overshoots it, you can't take an extra base. But if the catcher does it, I'm trying to figure like, out why kids can't connect with baseball. And then I just listened to us <laughs> the last thirty seconds. Like, oh, okay, that's why. And by the way, what's that's a balk? Could you explain a box? <laughs> Got to come to a complete stop. You know that. There's <laughs> a lot more that goes into it, Judd. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of Doug Marone, head coach Jacksonville Jaguars? What do you think when you think Doug Marone? Oh, I think football. I think just a football-y football guy. Yeah, I don't think of anything when I think of Doug Marone. I just think of like a hooded sweatshirt and and some well, like that's a football name though, right? Roast. I think, Doug Marone. I think pot roast when I think Doug Marone. <laughs> It's interesting because you should think a lot more. And they were thinking that yesterday on Good Morning Football when he was a guest. Talked about his whole high school days. He was much more than a football player, boys. Can you please tell me about your background in Shakespeare? Sure. Sure. I was uh, in high school. You know, I was obviously played football. And my high school drama teacher was also my English teacher. And we were doing Shakespeare. So I had to do a soliloquy. Uh, on Othello. So I was there and it was, uh, I think it was, uh, I did, you know, touch me not so near, yet I persuade myself to speak the truth. 
I'd rather this tongue cut from my throat than do offense to Michael Cassio. Okay. <laughs> Not just a football, you, football guy. If you were to rank the coaches in the NFL who would have that on their resume, where would Doug Marone land on that list? I would have put I mean, him Jason near the Garrett's end. Jason above that, above Doug Marone. Yeah. Pete Carroll's got to be number Pete one, Pete Carroll's right? number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean McVay's probably pretty high too, right? I mean, more of like yeah, a millennial, you know. I bet Zim, I think he's low on the list. Well, Zim's very low <laughs> on the list. Shakespeare, yeah. bleep you. What yeah. about Mike McCarthy? <laughs> oh, Pitch, he's Pittsburgh tough. I'm Pittsburgh tough. I like ham, not Hamlet. <laughs> Just give me the ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys paid attention to the report from the Commission on College Basketball today? I Just heard for it. the 30 seconds that uh, the morning show mentioned. Yes. It. End one and done's potential lifetime bans for college basketball rule breaking coaches, changes to relationships between the NBA or NCAA and apparel companies, all of that on the table, according to the Commission on College Basketball, whatever they are. Do. And okay. it's not going to work. So, so nothing recommended that players can actually make money, right? Well, I mean, they can if they're good enough to go to the NBA when they're 18 years old. But correct, nothing, okay. Yes, and they want players to be eligible or to be able to, you know, declare for the draft and then not get drafted and say, "Well, I guess I'll just go back to college. Yeah. That's cool." And even if I, I signed with an agent, fine. It's yeah. fine. Can, you, can you declare for the draft without an agent? Not get drafted or get drafted and then go back to no, college. No. So once you declare for the draft, you, you're out of college. You declare for the draft. There's a certain date by which point right now you can say, I'm pulling out of the draft. I'm going back to school. But if you hire an agent, you're done. Okay. Right now. But if you get, so if you don't hire an agent though, you can declare and you for get the draft, drafted fifth overall and, then, by and May, then decide, you know what? I don't know. I kind of wanted to go number one. So I'm not going to play. No, no, no. You, you've got to, um, you've got to officially take yourself out of the draft by May something. Okay. So you can't be drafted. It's all stupid. Yes, it is all it's stupid. It's all just very, very dumb. Uh, I think we found a uh, an answer to the question, by the way. Ball in the pitcher's hand, pitcher on the rubber, rubber. ready to throw again. That's when okay. apparently you can then run to the next base. Okay. okay. All right. So you got to basically, if the pitcher stands back there and kind of like mulls around, but as soon as he puts the foot on the rubber, then you can make that move. That's fair enough. That makes sense. All right. Hook those kids in. Yeah, I was going right. to say. Those now, kids in. You like baseball? The, the excitement Let's get of baseball. granular with our rules. The excitement of baseball. We just discovered it. Get on yes. the rubber and you're fine. And then the ball's in play. Uh, speaking of baseball, Dan Hayes will join us from the site of the wreckage, New York, where the Twins are trying their best against the Yankees. Is he, is he in New York or is he not covering the series? It's a very good question. I might have made that up. But whatever. We're going to talk to Dan Hayes at 1130. And uh, you know what? We might have to go back to the Wolves vent lines here based on the first hour and a half of our show. Oh. Uh, it's juicy right now with the Wolves. It is. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd now continue. You're listening to The Wreck. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect name for us. We could just switch it right now. On 1500 ESPN. Now up for grabs on the 1500 ESPN stream player, a Blu-ray combo pack of Den of Thieves. Get in on the action. Gerard Butler Curtis, Fitty, Cent, Jackson, Pablo Schreiber, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. star in the ultimate heist thriller, Den of Thieves, and the director of London Has Fallen. Don't miss the film. Critics are calling riveting. Own Den of Thieves on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now. You know, the trade thing, I know everybody talks about wanting to trade up, trade down. There's always, I've had four calls over the last two days. You know, everybody in the mock world and the 
experts out there saying it's O-line, O-line, O-line. But when you look at your roster, you have to look at, okay, where are some other holes that you're going to have to fill? And if you look at, you know, that's why I'm looking at the 2019 roster as well. Guys who are not under contract. Uh, what if there's a significant player that's there at 30 that could potentially fill a need? You know, may have a role this year, but definitely fill a need in the future. I want to mock! Mock! I want to mock! Mock! Well, let's not just talk about the mockers. Let's dive right in. Oh, Rick. Now, I'm also looking at 2021, you know, because, I mean, what what if there's a player there? And 2028, man, that fourth grade class right now, just a lot of, re- of really good talent there coming are. Up. You never know. I mean, The parochial schools are full of great talent. I mean, you never know. We might take a running back. You know, Dalvin Cook might only have about eight or nine years left in the NFL, and yep. so you always want to make sure that you're, Can, you know, you've got that n- next man up. Next man you always up. need to be mocking Phil Mackey. NFL.com has posted one here. I think this is a final version, a three-round mock from our friend from Good Morning Football, the greatest named morning sports show in TV history, Peter Schrager. Oh, Peter Schrager mock. Yeah. Schrager. Let's go. Who, if I'm not mistaken, Schrags, did was it Schrags who ripped off Randy and Cottage Grove last year? I believe that's right. Yeah. Yes. Because he was formerly at Fox Sports at one yes, time, right? It was yeah, Schrager. he was at Fox when he just stole the mock, right? Maybe it was from two under years Randy's ago. Nose. It was two years ago. But, uh, yep. But, uh, yeah, Randy confronted Peter Schrager on Twitter, and right. Peter was very confused, but there was some back and forth. Not sure no, if that I ever got Peter resolved. I think Peter acted confused. I don't think he was confused. He, he knew. He knew it was happening. Yeah. All right. Let's start here. Let's go with the let's go at the top of the draft and some quarterbacks, and then we'll tell you who the Vikings are picking according to NFL.com. Number one of the rounds, Sam Darnold. Number two of the Giants, Bradley Chubb, the pass rusher from NC State. Baker Mayfield to the Jets at three. Saquon Barkley to the Browns at four. Josh Allen, quarterback Wyoming, to the Bills at five. The next quarterback, Josh Rosen, goes number 10 to the Arizona Cardinals. And then we get Lamar Jackson going to the Ravens at 16. So Joe Flacco's replacement Mm. going to Baltimore. With the number 30 pick, the Vikings select. It's kind of an upset here. Linebacker from Boise State, Leighton Vander Esch. What? Whoa! Boo! Here's what he says: The Vikings add another piece to the defense uh, to the defense that ranked number one in the league last season. Vander Esch doesn't have a ton of tape beyond this past season, but it was an awfully impressive season in 2017. The Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year dominated his conference, and in the nationally televised Las Vegas Bowl, recorded 12 tackles including three for a loss and a forced fumble. Now, you got Kendricks under contract long-term. You play nickel, what, 50% of the time no, now. more than that. So even, 60, 70% yeah, of the time. Of the would time. this maybe signal no. that you wouldn't reach a contract with Anthony Barr? I hate that pick. I hate that mock draft. It's terrible. Awful. Linebacker, my behind. And taking a linebacker. You're being weird right now. <laughs> Peter Schrager. No, it's just it's terrible. It's a terrible mock. It's, like it's you're one. mocking the mock right now. I am mocking the like. mock. I'm saying I'm saying that in all seriousness, that is an awful selection by Peter Schrager. Seems like you're being a little hyperbolic right now, but that's no, fine. No, I've got more thoughts, too. Because the Vikings in the second round, according to Peter Schrager, NFL.com, address offensive line. They go to Auburn for an OG, an offensive guard, Braden Smith. And then in the third round, 
They go wide receiver, a wide receiver from Colorado State named Michael Gallup. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. Mm. Uh, Michael Gallup caught 100 passes for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns for Colorado State last year. That's a lot of a lot of catches there. If, Do you if, have any thoughts on those two picks? I don't, but I have a thought going back to the Giants pick. If Peter Schrager's right, how much uh, must the Giants hate this crop of quarterbacks? If you, you have a 37-year-old starting quarterback, and you have, what, a list of four or five potential, at least four QBs to pick from, and you don't take one, how much must you hate these quarterbacks? Yeah, unless you think Eli is going to be hanging around for five more years into his early 40s, <laughs> slinging picks. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess if Tom Brady can do it. Yeah, and then, That's I mean. weird, though. I think uh, if the if the Browns were to wind up with yet another crack at quarterback and the best running back prospect we've seen come out of the draft in a long time, that would be like on paper you you probably take that if you're the Browns. But it also guarantees that they're both going to be busts. So yeah, like it's a no win for them. They'll like, be busts or it's get... a great draft on paper, but then they're automatically destined to be terrible. Their knees will snap, or that could be that too. It's the Browns' luck. Um, we could open up for some. I mean, we had a bunch of people calling earlier on this Wolves stuff. So much drama, and Doogie added so many great layers to that too. Like, it's not all uh, it's not all happy like you think it would be after snapping a 14 year playoff drought. And it sounds like Tom Thibodeau's leadership is highly questionable behind the scenes, to put it mildly. Pretty much the way it was in Chicago. So, yeah. how do you feel about this right now? If you're a Wolves fan, do you feel like everyone needs to pump the brakes and relax, or are you? Is it like the Mark Jackson situation? In Golden State, where you just like at some point, you just have to make a tough decision and get to the next guy. But if you get to the next guy, that might mean waving goodbye to Jimmy Butler. That's what I was going to say. So, this means this means if Tibbs goes, your star player goes. Uh, but if you keep them here for the long term, are you doing your franchise a service or are you doing it a disservice? Uh, also, we'll talk more twins in the eleven o'clock hour. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Colaguard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Colaguard is right for you, or visit Colaguard.com. I'm in. 